When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that will never introduce random ancillary characters to boost our ratings. That's bullshit. <laughs> we absolutely would. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And I'm <laughs> Twerry the Twunk. No. <laughs> I used to be a twink, but I got stuck in a cat. So <laughs> my, my existence will be questioned the definition of bestiality. If I fuck, it's bestiality because I'm a cat, but I'm also used to be a twink. We're here I'm Twerry the Twunk. <laughs> it's me. Meow. I say meow, but like a human. I'm a cat. <laughs> We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality meow. and bestiality. <laughs> and new tagline. New year. New us. <laughs> oh, my God. New body. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2023, everybody. I hope you're still hungover. Yeah. I hope you're still drunk. Oh. That's a extended... <laughs> That's, extended little holiday that you're lengthy, having there. Yeah, that's quite the bender. Oh, yeah. Um, should we feed Twary the, the Twunk like milk with like maybe like a white Russian? Isn't it his Twary? I think that's what I said. Okay. We'll have to check the tapes, but I think that's what I said. I mean, that's what Twary said. That's what Twary said. Not, Sorry. Not- <laughs> I m- misspoke. Twary said that. I'm. I just got very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Today we're going to talk about, about twins. Happy New Year. Uh, twins. Yeah. yeah. Um. But first. But first, feedback and corrections. Shit. <laughs> what? I turned off my phone because I'm a good podcaster, and then, uh, I, and then I lost it. You. I found it. I found it. Okay. You, let's do your correction first. Oh, which your correction is actually about about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then and you corrected me the last correction. So, um, I mean, yeah. So, Joseph Peters Matthews, yeah, resident Christian slash priest slash priest slash homosexual slash yeah. father of two, um, slash husband slash husband to a husband slash trivia player. He does other interests outside of family and religion. S- slash soccer coach. Yeah, ref. Short shorts. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're lost. Um, uh, posted in response to your comment about Saturnalia as the origins, uh, the pagan origins of Christmas. Yeah. Then uh, he posted this historian who did this big thread about maybe some of those articles aren't actually true and that maybe yep. historians don't actually know what the origins of Christmas are, yeah. except of our except our hearts. Right. Um, and so uh, g- just question mark to all of that. Yes. Question mark to all of that, I think is a fair way to, 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 to put it. There are a number of things in that article that I read that I am very interested in. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I will I will maybe try to not state so vociferously in the future that I think that, that we stole pagan traditions mm, yeah. uh, to make Christmas happen. 
Yeah, their their point was basically like everyone around this time of year, especially lately, will now say like Christian this Christian holiday. Smug is, liberals, Kyle. S- That's oh. one of the phrases in there. The, smug liberals. Smug <laughs> I, a smug liberal, have also been confidently saying that it was, you know, started from a pagan holiday. Yeah. Um and yeah, maybe not the case. The the historian who wrote this is also atheist. So it's not like he's trying to defend Christianity or really gives a shit. Someone was like right. trying to do one of those gotcha questions and he was like uh yeah it's not in the bible so i don't really know i'm also not christian so i don't really care that much you know it's like this isn't i you didn't get me by asking this i don't really care i'm just a historian who just wants to know information so but you sounded like you had a butt stored up and ready to cock out and put your pull it out like your dick on a table no i i mean i i think that that uh historians like that are very very necessary and valuable Mm -hmm. and are, are doing exactly what they should do like it's the it's the level of pedantry that i can totally get behind Mm -hmm. Uh, so thank you for all of that. Oh. And there's the, the I think, um, it doesn't have to be, you don't need a Christian to stand up and proclaim, we're stealing this, mm. in order for it to be an influence that happened that is part of the origin story. Mm. So the, the the fact that this guy's point, most of the points that he was trying to make is that there are no slam dunk, historical, draw a dotted line, these things were stolen and that therefore they weren't and mm. i'm not quite to there yet mm-hmm. now he, it's not as overt as it gets stated by yeah. smug liberals mm-hmm. i'm totally on board with that mm-hmm. and to say that like no we invented christmas trees in during christendom out of the blue because yeah, yeah. we're christians and that's well, what we did is also i think misstating and so, some of, yeah to, to that point it's like one point is like, well, no, the pagan holiday was on the 22nd, not the 25th. And it's like, okay, (laughs) you know, like, uh, okay. But yes. So yes, it is not the slam dunk. Did you know Twary, the the twunk used to be a smug liberal. Now he's Republican. And we have him on the show anyway. Yup. I love Jesus and Trump. That's my pause doing finger guns there. It's really cute. (laughs) I, we're going to have a, a staff meeting after this. Yeah. Kyle. Uh, Twerry's <laughs> shitting right now. Oh. So he okay. he's busy. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let him shit for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Trump talks. Oh, <laughs> People just like, let's let him shit. Uh, and now uh, some feedback. Oh, sure. Feedback. Wow. Hey, Mike and Kyle. Um, so I've been listening to you guys for a very long time and I am listening to the feet podcast and I just got to the part where Mike says he drops his drawers all the way to the ground. Um, I'm mortified. <laughs> I am totally with Kyle on this. Like, those floors are absolutely disgusting. Do not put your pants near those floors. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Please change your way. <laughs> thank I, you so much for that call. I really appreciate it. I needed that. I forgot about it. I went, like, when I listened to that, I was like, sweet, got what I'm going to play, and then forgot about it. So thank you for playing that for me against you. I I think thank you, goodbye, please change your ways <laughs> is the best ending to a voicemail why, in the history of Why is that not our sign-off? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, and now the news. News. Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. We have to talk about this George Santos guy. 
Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know vague li- smug liberals fighting on Twitter, so I don't know much. Well, uh, so New York prosecutors are investigating George Santos after the incoming Republican congressman admitted to lying about employment and education history and his racial background and potentially his sexual orientation. It is. It is. It is. It is so. It is so much. Yeah. Like nobody has lied so much about such inconsequential things <laughs> so often, and still gotten elected since uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, there have been like lots of calls for him to resign. Uh, he is the if it, if it, if his gay credentials hold up, he's the first gay Republican in Congress. The reason that that has been called into question is that a. Apparently, he was married to a lady until mm. very recently, mm. and so there's like a like maybe maybe recently gay Republican. Like it, it just he's not. Yeah, I thought there was overlap between when he claimed to be gay and when. Well, but that doesn't. Okay, yeah, I don't. I clearly don't know enough about this to. Well, and as like, a gay man formerly married to a woman, I understand that these things can be complicated and. That's what gets him on the show is that whole controversy. Yeah. This other shit though is the stuff that actually matters. Right. Right. Like is 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 important. I. Uh. Well. Okay. An- another thing that like is sort of like like gayish. Uh. He <laughs> claimed on his website that he's a proud American Jew and claimed that his grandparents fled Jewish persecution in Ukraine before settling in Belgium and again fled persecution during World War Two. Uh. There have been reports that cast doubt on his claims of Jewish heritage. Uh, and Santos told the New York Post, quote, I never claimed to be Jewish. I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> Check out our new show. It's called Jew-ish, and <laughs> it features neither of us. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then just, just a whole bunch of other of other uh, just ridiculous stuff. He said that he that four people that worked for him were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting. Not true. He then later claimed that, like, well, they didn't actually work for me, but they were going to work for me. Uh, the guy is just it's um, amazing. And number one defender in his corner these days, apparently. Donald Trump? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, fuck uh, her. She says that the left is giving him no grace and <laughs> that, that, that Republican, quote, Republicans should give George Santos a chance to see how he legislates and votes before treating him the uh-huh. same as the left is. You don't, <laughs> you get grace when you deserve it. Oh, God. This ain't, this ain't before a meal with your grandparents around. You don't deserve grace. Right. When you've done all of these things in a row you don't deserve it you don't deserve will you don't deserve grace you don't deserve (laughs) jack or karen you deserve nothing you dirty slut you might you know you especially don't deserve leslie jordan right (laughs) right he's ours he's ours well he's dead so he's technically no one's he's jesus's now but god it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there are calls for investigating it, uh, the his uh, filings, campaign finance filings, which that's the only thing that he's done that is actually like criminal potentially. Um, are the Republicans going to let him sit in Congress? Oh, they don't like, give a shit as long as you have an R next to your name. They yeah. do not care what you do. You have an R next to your name. You won your election. They will defend you to the end of the world. I it's agree. so fucking frustrating. And also, like. Of course, this is where we're at because you can lie. You can call yourself news and lie 
all the time and you can face no repercussions. You can run and during your presidential campaign lie all the time and there's no repercussions. Like we just have no repercussions for saying outright bald faced lies. Like there's just you're just allowed to do it for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. It sucks. It's a shitty system. If you say you're the news, you should get sued for telling lies. You should clearly demarcate what's an opinion. You're not allowed to just lie to people under the guise of news or under the guise of I'm running for president. This is true information. It sucks. It's shitty. It's dumb. I hate it. Yeah, I agree. Good job, Kyle. Whew. Their what bullshit do you is think, bullshit. What do you think, Twary? <laughs> it's me. I love the lies. I'm built on a lie. <sighs> well, that's too much self-awareness, Twary. We should, we should start calling ourselves Dr. Mike and Dr. Kyle. Why the fuck not? Dr. Oz it. does it. Yeah. He's a Republican. Why the fuck not? News the second. I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> I'm inside an apodectomy right now. Yeah. I can see that. He's dying. (laughs) I really am splitting my attention in a bad way. Okay, news the second. News the second. (laughs) Uh, Singer Amy Grant, the queen of Christian pop, recently announced that she is hosting a same-sex marriage on her property. Oh. Uh, It's her niece. Uh, She is actually married to um, country singer Vince Gill. She's married to Vince Gill, which I think is, is really is crazy i did not know that they were married i don't um, know who either of these but, people are but she's going to be a 2022 kennedy center honor recipient and Damn. uh she's the first christian artist to have an album go platinum wow uh it's Katy perry her biggest mainstream hit i think was baby baby you know that song baby baby baby, baby one more time i'm taken with the notion mike you can sing again you know congratulations yeah thanks uh uh, people are of course pissed off that it's unchristian and that she's justifying the homosexual lifestyle and blah 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 but she's like well first it's my niece and i love my family um (laughs) that's one of the commandments or encouraged jesus encouraged things and she said to the washington post quote jesus you just narrowed it down to two things Love God and love each other. I mean, hey, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Amy Grant now. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't know that she was great. I didn't know who she was at all. But congratulations, Amy Grant's, Amy Grant's niece. <laughs> Surely you have a name. <laughs> Does she have a name in here? You know? Yeah. Uh, the other Kennedy Center honors uh, for, for 2022 uh, are Gladys Knight, U2, and George Clooney. Wow. George Clooney hasn't been honored. Gladys Knight hasn't been honored before. By the Kennedy Center? That's yeah. like, I mean, when they only do like four or five people a year, yeah. that's, you know, yeah. it's an elite Slow. club. Uh, 2023, gayish, probably going to be, I'm guessing. I'm guessing too. With our hard hitting research yeah. and our. We're going to find Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Well, let's just fucking say we did. Lies yeah. don't matter. Yep. I'm a doctor that found Hunter Biden's laptop yep. In, yep. inside the appendectomy of this man. Yep. And th- hey, oh my God, here it is. Hey, Kyle. It's covered in blood. What? Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Thanks for the double hip replacement you did on me. Yeah, no problem. I just thought you needed needed new hips that could lie <laughs> i thought <laughs> i thought now that we're all lying mike's hips never lied before oh god news the last you're not that you're not hip replacement old not yet not yet it's preemptive we're, my, we're, we're my, i need a to... back replacement surgery i've just been bending over as if i have like a stiff board connected to my back because i just oh. it's just oh, it hurts that's not good i need a masseuse 
Yeah, I wonder if Ter- Twerry the cat can walk on, give, make little biscuits on my back. Oh, mm, yeah, that's so cute. Probably not heavy enough to do anything like. Oh, n- oh, cracktastic. No, this is a big cat. Oh, do you have like a mountain lion? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. <laughs> I'm a fucking mad lion. Meow. Great. Okay. I just News. really lock in on his name. I forgot his name already. Twerry. I think, okay, Twerry? Is that what I said? Okay. News the last, I'm, Kyle. I'm trying to get us out of this. <laughs> okay. Um, just one more like New Year roundup kind of a thing. The Oxford English Dictionary oh. has a- announced a list of the 18 new LGBTQ plus words or definitions that they added this year to the OED. Uh, so uh, LGBTQ as an acronym was added. Hmm. Uh, they added tea house, which means, quote, a public toilet used by men to engage in or solicit solicit sexual activity with other men. Oh, my God. That's so fun. I love it. They added the gay definitions of top and bottom <laughs> uh, to, to top and bottom. Uh, is side is side on the list? Uh, I, if they are just getting to top and bottom, though, maybe side side might take a bit. They might need a bit to yeah. get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definition 12a of bottom is to take the role of the more submissive partner in bondage domination or sadomasochism 12b is defined as originally and chiefly among gay men to be the partner who is penetrated in especially anal sex i is bottom in bdsm the sub i don't I don't think of those as be. I think of those as being distinct definitions. OED, fix your shit. But or me, I don't. I'm not a BDSMer. I don't know. Yeah. BDSM. That, that, that's head? that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. Uh, included in the definition cited for top was to take a dominant role over one's partner in bondage, domination, or sadomasochism, and to be the partner who penetrates the other in sex between men, often with the implication of being the more dominant or active partner. Hmm. Which I thought there were, aren't there lesbians that are tops? Like, mm-hmm. then that's how they talk. So, um, OED, you've got some work to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added multisexual. They added, let's see, NB, Ooh. ENBY, which is short for somebody who is non binary. Uh, they added gender affirming as uh, uh, validates or confirms a person's gender or enables a person, especially a trans person, to live according to their gender identity. They added brother boy and sister girl, which I guess are Australian Aboriginal identities. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, a That's cool. Brother boy is a trans person who identifies with or presents a masculine gender expression, while a sister girl is a trans person who presents in ways associated with femininity. They added bakla, which is a Filipino-English word, um, Muse, which uh, is a trans-feminine identifier used by Zapotec peoples in Mexico. Hmm. Uh, they also added a bunch of, of uh, LGBTQ hostile words like anti-gay, anti-homosexual, TERF, gender critical. Um, good job, OED. Yeah, except that's awesome. not so great on some of those, but we're I, working on it. I mean, I, I, may, I bet they have actual doctors, not us fake doctors working on this definition. So maybe they know better but that's it's nice to especially preserving like other cultures who have you know lgbt or similar to lgbt identities that you mentioned like those are always i think really important and sometimes get lost in like mainstream lgbt like conversations and definitions so that's awesome or or just lumped into like one kind of trans when actually in 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 other cultures there are nuances there that aren't in our language. And yep, yep, yep. And it reminds you that 
not that they need to serve a purpose for white people, but it can help people be like, our culture is not the only one that exists. And there have been people thinking about this, talking about this, existing in this way that does not conform to two gen- only two gender identities forever. So like, you're just dumb and don't know it. Yep. That's the news. Speaking of people who are not dumb and don't know it, the following, thank you for the following Patreon members. William Bryant, my piano teacher. William Jennings Bryant? I don't know what that is. He was an American jurist, I think. Uh, jurist? Like was on a jury once? I can do that. But I've never, I almost was invited to jury duty, but then they said no. Anyway, that's not interesting. Uh, Tesla Binacorn. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Jono. Probably, that's probably right on the birth certificate. Yeah, oh, definitely, with the dash and all. Can you put a dash in a birth certificate? Probably. I don't know. Jono, the state right by Juno. Um, and Sarah Painter. Oh, without an H, I bet that's important to Sarah, because it always is to those Sarahs. Mm. Um, and Jack DeBolt. Jack DeBolt. That sounds like you are a Schlag competitor. Yeah. Oh. Don't buy a Schlage, <laughs> buy DeBolt. Uh, thank you so much to our Patreon members. If you want to join, go to patreon.com slash podcast. You get bonus content, bonus episodes, and full length, full fucking length bonus episodes every month. If, you, if you're listening to this now, if you're you, if you're doing what you're doing right now, and it's when this came out, this is going, well, hold on. Or later. Nope. nope. Just now. Wait, Just before. No. If you're hearing this and it's today, wait. <laughs> 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 if you're caught up, if you're caught up, you want more episodes, and you can get more episodes, full length episodes, oh, yeah. by joining. Also, Ooh. everybody who had their address on their Patreon profile got a Christmas card. Oh, yeah. If you are a Patreon supporter and you didn't get a Christmas card, because you don't have your fucking address on your profile, add it so we can send you shit from time to time. Yeah, you dickbags. Yeah, wow, <laughs> the meanest way to ask someone to send them a Christmas card. And if we decide to do that again in the future, you'll get one. It's going to happen. I printed way too many, and they don't have the year on them. So. Literally the same one every year. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of hilarious. Uh, yeah, join. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You want to talk about twins? Let's talk about twins. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Not a twin. Jesus was not a twin. That we know of. No, he wasn't. You don't remember Shmeezus? <laughs> Jesus' brother? <laughs> Shmeezus was like, just kind of real annoying though. He was like, hey everybody, let's do good. And everyone's like, Shmeezus, God, like you... <laughs> That's a good message, but you sound so annoying. I love everybody. Jesus, stop it. Can you imagine being Jesus' twin brother and like just how fucked up your self-esteem would oh be? Oh, my God. <laughs> your twin-ass brother is Jesus. You like... <laughs> Uh, you you like learn to like you sculpt something once and you're like I'm so proud of myself and you're like this guy changed everything and you're like but like my thing is cool too and Jesus's mom is like eh. he's an amazing sculptor but Jesus could turn water into wine and his folks were alcoholics so that was <laughs> they like loved him. way better yeah we'll okay we are gonna have guests on the Zakar oh, twins yeah. and we'll ask them if either of them are the favorite oh uh, son great sure yeah we have other questions for them but. First, one thing I wanted to mention yes. about twins yes. is, and we've mentioned this before, so I won't go into too much depth, but studies on twins have confirmed, uh, have helped confirm that there is something biological to being gay. Sure. Um, in one study from 1993, they looked at 61 pairs of 
uh, twins and three sets of triplets and found that 38 of the twins were identical twins. And of those 65.8, for 65.8, oh, all of these one, at least one was gay. So they're like, if one is gay, is the other gay too? Uh And for the 38 pairs of identical twins, uh, for about two thirds of them, yes. If one was gay, the other was gay as well. Which you would not if it's if it has nothing to do with that. You'd expect the norm, like I don't know, five. How many are are gay? Right. You know, or lesbian? Like you know, five percent of the world, seven percent. Who knows? So right. Some number right. like that. So it, it, two thirds were also gay, but also not a hundred percent. Which not a hundred percent. Yes, for the fraternal twins, for the twenty three pairs of them, thirty percent. If one was gay, then 30% of the time the other twin was also gay. So okay. lower than the um, the identical twins. But yes, not 100%. So the findings say that there is a biological basis of sexual orientation, but this is epigenetic. Yeah. Epigenetic. The Guardian said that epigenetic is one of the hottest fields in the life sciences in right. like 2004 or something. Um, and it is the study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. Yeah. So things like your ho- hormones you get in the womb. You're horny. <laughs> you're you're gonna say horny. Things like being very horny activate <laughs> your genes <laughs> to bulge up. Make them come right off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so things like hormones in the womb, uh, things can active like there, there's, you know, the genes you're born with and then stuff can like activate it or, or influence those genes that are still natural and, and not a choice and not a decision, but that are caused by your environment so epigenetics can explain likely explains the rest of it yeah so twins give us a lot of interesting information about being gay so i wanted to mention that but mostly we're going to talk to um these twins who are like instagram famous have wrote wrote (laughs) have are good talkers and wrote multiple books (laughs) authors models activists iraqi americans and hot yep so Hang on to your butts, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We love having hot people on this audio channel. So yeah. we're so excited for you to hear hot people. Yep. Yep. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, so you want to take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Uh, so are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> we're here with Michael and Zach Zakar, the Zakar twins. Welcome. Thanks so much for being on. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us on the Gayish Podcast. Yeah. So, uh, artists, uh, models, authors, I don't know. What else? You got, there's Playwrights. a lot of... Playwrights. Play, play. <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, everyone does everything. We're just humans of the world, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but that doesn't help me like really pin you down, you know. Okay, pin us down. Um, um, we're Pisces, triple Pisces. <laughs> I don't know. That also acts right and model. act right. <laughs> I don't know. If, let's 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 strike out modeling. Let's just put um Advocate. writers. What does a triple Pisces mean? Uh, our rising moon, or our rising sun, and our moon sign is also Pisces. Oh, that helps me not at all. Thank you. <laughs> so it just means we're very. It just means we're very toxic. That's all you need to know. Oh. <laughs> did you say toxic or top sick toxic okay. Okay. i'm sick of tops so i'm toxic no, dip- i'm sick of tops too i don't need that energy around me no too much energy just be averse it's 2022 no i love my bo- i love my 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 girlies bottom energies <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel like daddy you know 
Yes. So, okay, your your latest book that's out uh, just recently is uh, How to Be Fucking Happy, mm-hmm. a, a workbook to your inner happiness. So, like, tell us a little bit about that project. Like, what inspired you to, to go that direction? Yeah, I think a lot of people in this day and age, I mean, it's getting better. But when we were, when we first started writing it, I think a lot of people ignored mental health as, like, a real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, like, at the peak of COVID. We were going through job changes. We just lost... We were touring with our company and because of COVID, it just kind of like didn't continue. So we, we were in like a really bad mental spot because we were back in Michigan, a place we did not want to be back in. <laughs> and we just, we were focusing on a couple other projects, but writing a mental health book kind of helped us. Yeah, we were, going, we, were, we were going through a lot. Like I was going through a breakup. We were going through like a job change. We were just going through a lot of like bigger things. And we kind of write whatever inspires us. That's how our first book came out. After our coming out, you know, we wrote a book and... This is what happened with the second book. We were just like so depressed that we like came up with ways to get out of that. And this beautiful healing project came out and we're very proud of this little. So like it made us happy. So we're like, okay, if it made us happy, we're like, hopefully it makes someone else happy. (laughs) What's one like really important thing that you've learned during the time of COVID and writing this about dealing with depression? It's a very simple, this is a very simple lesson. It just takes a lot of years to like master. It's like living in the now. I think a lot of us are so in our heads about overthinking about this job. I just, we always want I mean, to, we think... always want to get to this destination, but we don't like consider the drive. Mm. So our book really, so like there's a big part of it about like, you know, the grass is never green for anyone when you're on the fence. And I think also like, I think during the period of COVID, we were all like, not ready to admit that a lot of us are unhappy and like tackling that at hand like what really truly makes us unhappy especially when you're by yourself and you're like stuck in a room you have to figure out like ways to enjoy yourself yeah and your own personal time that's... It's just a good book. Buy it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just thought of masturbation, which is one of my outlets to enjoy myself during the time of COVID. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. I do it six times a day. Excellent. Damn good for you. <laughs> Boy, that's a lot. Um, I mean, mindfulness right now is like, I hear of, hear that a lot. I've learned that through like a DBT group, like being in the now and, and focusing yeah. on the now rather than all the anxieties. That's, that's big. That's something I'm working on. So I, yeah, our book, I, we, we don't pretend to have all the answers. This book is different for everyone. It's like a guideline to your triggers and traumas. It's like, it's more of like just figuring yourself out. It asks you a lot of personal questions. You're, you're, you're going along with the journey you're reading. Yeah. When we were doing pray the gateway, our first book, a lot of that, a lot of the journey of us getting over that hill was through journaling. So kind of the same thing for the second book. Like we wanted people to journal out their feelings, journal out their triggers to kind of like tackle it at hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned getting through your triggers and traumas, your first book, Pray the Gateway, you talk about especially your relationship. Your, yeah. Yeah. Can you just give uh, people a little bit of a recap of what that book is about and basically your, your coming out? Yeah. So like after when we first came out, Back in the day, uh, when we came out, our mom threw holy water on us, and that's what... And She's she, Catholic Iraqi, so she took a, a yeah. long time to process. Pray the Gateway is basically the seven-year journey of, All of the funny our things. mother's journey, as well as ourselves. It talks about how we came out to each other, how we came out to her, um, the time I took an edible and called the police on myself, Michael going <laughs> to jail, a lot of fun stories. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned in an interview that you put sticky notes of all the crazy things your mom did in reaction to you coming out. This, it seemed like a way to just kind of manage what you were going through or what she was doing. Well, we, 
we went to film school. So like, we just had dream boards of like, things we wanted to write about, you know, whenever we had an idea, we would put it on the dream board or whatever we whatever. And our mom, like our family is a bunch of characters. Like our mom is a Catholic Iraqi fucking nun. And then our dad is a pothead. So like, we, <laughs> yeah, so, so we just put like, you know, when we came out, she threw holy water on us. So I just put a sticky note. I said, this could be a movie, anything. So we just put like, a lifetime movie. It would be perfect for a lifetime. And I don't know. <laughs> or for my therapist. So I put like, you know, <laughs> holy water on us. Uh, you know, took an edible and just like, so we say, I, I hate saying this, but it's cause it's so cliche, but like pray the gateway wrote itself because we had so many sticky notes and I'm like, Oh, this is a book. So that's how it formed. Give me like a couple more of the wild things that were on sticky notes. Okay. We had one, we have a, we had an invention section and what we had this peanut butter jar with a cap on both sides. Why? Because well, like Why? you know, you know what that when the the end of the peanut butter gets like really dry. We we are always we are always money makers at heart. We always have to like think of like I one of my dreams is always to be on Shark Tank. Nice. Oh, I also have a fashion line in my head, but like need some money. everything is it, they're just like either ridiculous ideas or like pulled back quotes. Like one quote my mom said, and I I put this on the board. It said we were coming out, she said, I wish you had cancer. At least that's curable. Oh my God. So I'm like, oh, that, I was like, that's a, that's a great line. So I, I put that. We had one where she was yelling at my dad one time and it was, it was so funny. She said to our dad, she said, you shit, you shower, you're out the door. And we were like, should our name be like, should our book name be that? Like you shit, you shower, <laughs> you're out the door. But just a lot of, just a lot of quotes, anything that inspired us. The, the more double-sided peanut butter is growing on me. The more I'm kind of sitting with that. The m- a cap with like a stick in the middle of it so you can really scrape it. I mean, we'll go on, yeah. we'll go on Shark Tank. We'll do it. We already thought about our Shark Tank. We, Zach would pull me in on a box. It's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> what's, what's we don't problem? know why. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, so your, your mom is Iraqi Catholic, you said? Yeah, and, we're from Baghdad. Our family's from Baghdad. And uh, is there are there a lot of Catholic Iraqis? Like that's not a that's not an association that I make. Where like our ethnicity is called Chaldean, and not a lot of people outside of Michigan or Baghdad know what that is. It is Catholic Iraqi. Um, hmm. Yeah, Iraqi. There's a huge. I mean, there's a lot of Iraqis. It's just there's I mean, so many subcultures. There's like Iraqi from Baghdad. There's like just Iran, but like the so we're from Michigan, and that has the highest uh, concentrated like immigrants from Iran and Iraq. So we're, we're pretty popular there. <laughs> but like your, uh, your Iraqi identity is all over your social media. Like that's a, that's a deep part of like how you, you... know what that actually, that's all right. It's cut you off. I do that to everyone. That cuts everyone. Um, You're fine. It just kind of, it came out. I mean, our, our advocacy kind of came out naturally and I'm really proud of that. We don't pretend to be like, Oh, we want to be advocates for the Middle East. But while we were kind of figuring ourselves out through social media, being like, what exactly do you want to showcase? Yeah, we were like we were we were always really proud of our sexuality, and I think that kind of layered with our culture. And we started getting like for the last like five six years, we were getting death threats from people only in Iraq or people who were Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So it was like weird that we were fighting for a culture that wants us dead, you know. So it just and then we just kind of embraced that. I'm like our culture like kind of hates us, but like that's so empowering to be this this. This voice, of, this, voice of change. Uh, yeah. like, like, we, like, we want to change how the standard of traditional men are seen. So I was, for a while, I was really never, I personally, I was never really proud of being Middle Eastern. But like the last couple of years, I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gay. I'm Middle Eastern. And it's like, 
you feel I feel like very unique in that sense. How do you keep up that affection and love for, like you said, a culture that wants you dead? I think it's realizing that we are the change. I think it's realizing, and that's that's. I know that sounds like you know big, but like we want like our projects, what we do, we want to be voices for the Middle East. Like there is virtually not a lot of history on the Middle East, like not a lot of like known history or like media, and that we want to be the first, you know, one of the first or few who come into the industry with a uh, Middle Eastern perspective, mm-hmm. but not make it about war. We want to be like, we, we, we talk about terrorism always. We don't want to talk about terrorists, ISIS, all that. You know, when you're seeing TV, Middle Eastern people are represented as, you know. Either unseen or, or just like terrorists. You know, whenever we audition, like they look for Michael's face. They look for someone who has a beard. Like there's no whitewashed version of a Middle Eastern person in America. And that's what we kind of want to showcase the best of both worlds. A whitewashed, a white, a white, a white person, a white person version. So white people can obtain it, you know. That uh, that, I think that's impressive to want to be the change and want to be advocates and and you know keep holding on to to that culture in spite of you know death threats or how the way people have treated you and and want to see you in a certain way. If if we die, you know where to find our bodies, you know. Well, we just did an episode on Qatar and ha- like that that culture. There's the like one out Qatari guy who is now here in the states, and the death threats that he gets from from back home seem like I don't know legit. Like like he might actually be in like real danger. Kind of insane because like they want you fully dead, and and it's not even people that are older than us. It's like the new generation too because they're they're getting hatred from their parents and like absorbing that yeah i mean iraq not i'm not, I'm not sure in, like what parts i mean there's obviously some more like liberal parts of um the, the middle east but like um sorry i took an edible and i forgot what i was saying uh, yeah. <laughs> do you need me to call police <laughs> no i'm no i'm good now i just i forgot what tandem i was going on but something about the middle east. Next, next question the middle <laughs> east is great we're, we're great it's amazing. <laughs> i think you said once that and I, I don't know exactly. Thobs are just dresses, and they don't want to admit it. <laughs> like there's, I just think religion is. Religion. I, I think the Middle East actually is so gay, gay, and so that, and gay. like, I swear, our mom has a gay gene. She won't like to admit it, but Middle Eastern people talk with their hands. I talk very expressive, and not saying that all gay people do that, but like, Middle East people are expressive. Every Middle Eastern man should be on theater. I mean, I will say. I, <laughs> When we had we sat back home, we had those Middle Eastern nights at one of the gay bars, and you'd open up Grinder, it would be like forty blank profiles straight down. Yeah. You know, like we, we the, the Middle East, like there's so many gay people, but we're just like we don't embrace that. We don't even it's not even we have a very don't ask, don't tell policy. So it's just like don't talk about it, but it almost makes us not real. Yeah. Like I, I will say in Iraq, like kind of how Michael and I say it, it's like we're unicorns, like you know. There's a folklore that gay people exist, but we don't see them. We don't see them. <laughs> I, okay, we we talk about stereotypes, so you're well within your right. Talking with your hands totally fits this. Like, wh- I'm very curious what other like stereotypically gay things. Why why are they so gay? I I love that. Um, we should see. Okay, I like this is terrible. I'm okay. So every I, woman at, at a wedding looks like a drag queen. Yeah, that's drag right. queens <laughs> are inspired by Middle Eastern women. And I will say that, so I don't know if it's like they're emotionally repressed, but I I love a Middle Eastern funeral. I love, they're so dramatic. I will tell you there's six, there's six months of mourning and at a funeral, like 
you see the most dramatic people. Like, we're, our, like our, our culture is not allowed to cry unless it's only about death. Like, your mental health, who cares? Yeah. But when it's death, like, they, water where it's, it's, they like, so they, like, I feel like our people repress our emotions and then at a funeral, it all comes out. But like our aunt, we her husband died last year, and she jumped on the casket. She was telling people, "Don't." She, and this is normal. People are watching like this, and, and a lot of Middle Eastern people hire a crier to come to their funerals, like <laughs> to come and cry. We had a lady. We literally saw her walk into the funeral home, like look at the card where she was going, and then just randomly started yelling. And she yelled at my mom in Arabic, "Your mom's dead. Aren't you sad?" I'm oh like, "Yeah." They're ruthless. They're it's, it's it's they're very like we just I just think they're so gay and like I will say a lot of our priests and I'm I'm not, I'm not making the correlation. I just think our people are so repressed that we have a lot of like pedophiles in our in our in our community because because they're like we're just taught like not to you know act on it. So I feel like a lot of these priests are like just sexually repressed essentially. I mean you'll be you'd be surprised about how many older men with families with with girlfriends. Sneaking around and sucking some it's just, dick, yeah, you know? it's just, I mean, it's just not, they're not open to the conversation. So it's really hard for change when, like, there's, like, you know, America America and the gay, like, the gay thing is still has loads of work to do. Iraq is 10 steps behind that. So it's just really hard to, like... To blend both. To, to, to move forward in a, in a culture that's just, it's so behind. Yeah. I, I did see you recently uh, post about Iranian supporting the Iranian women during this protest yeah. like, as everyone should yeah. as everyone should we're, we're, we're trying really hard I, I i will say this we're trying really hard to do something you know it's, it's really hard that like everyone's an advocate everyone has a voice we're in an era we're just like there we're we're it's just we're overshadowed there's just so much media we don't know what to look at what like, who to help you know so it's just i'm everyone yeah. loves trauma Everyone loves their trauma. <laughs> I just I do think that has been underreported in the U- U.S. and so I I appreciated seeing y'all post about it. I just think a lot of stories they they're in for a day and they're out the next day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot of like these, like, it's like just a new you know tragedy. you know why because school shootings. Yeah, darn. <laughs> there's just there's too much trauma in the U.S. and we there's we don't focus on anything good, anything positive. It's like all we can focus on is violence here. Yeah. Yeah. It is all around us. It's kind of hard to escape then. Yeah. To to sort of back up a, a, a little bit, I want to I want to talk about being twins and growing up as gay twins in that context, like having the mom that you have and and sort of the cultural stuff that we've been going over. Do you think that you would be out if you didn't have a twin? Um, I openly said to myself that I was like taking this secret to the grave, hmm. like when I was younger. Um, I think I would have like moved away from my family if I didn't have a twin I would have moved away had a whole secret like relationship whole secret relationship had kids you know adopt some kids and like my mom would probably never know about that but because we were twins and our coming out was more funny because like we were laughing at the situation if it was just one of us and our mom threw holy water at just one of us and the other one wasn't present it would have been seen a little bit darker I I, but I think out of two of us you would be in the club you would know you no because you i think growing up like i was always a little bit i'm just like oh remember when you came out first i can't tell you if i'm bisexual i'm bisexual well i would know i i think i was more, the bisexuality is real but i was using it as a cover <laughs> i know i think i was a little bit more aggressive in my, in my coming out like i like when i was dating people i would like bring them home my mom was like who's that i'm like who do you think and you know michael was a little bit more 
Well, I was exactly just bringing boy, every boy. Not every boy can be a boyfriend, okay? <laughs> <laughs> nor, nor do they need to be. <laughs> Thank you. I had one talent. It was whipping out my dick at a, at a young age. That's all, that's all I could do. Talk shit and whip out my dick. <laughs> so it... it... <laughs> I just that that statement just hit me what I was almost ready to move on. Sorry. Yeah, you I'm going to think about it. I'm going to put it on a bumper sticker. It sounds like there is a part of it that seems very supportive and useful and helpful to bring levity and have someone to support you during this process. Was there before you were both out though? Was there was there pressure though to like I don't know, you're it seems like that that's also like oh no, like what happens if I lose this like a really important relationship with my twin because of my like was there any kind of like did that make it scarier um I, I guess like coming out we had no i we didn't know any other queer middle eastern person so i guess our journeys for a while i mean i was an artsy student while zach was more of like the jock so i mean both of our coming outs were a little bit different like he slept with someone on the sports team no i i like, think i think i was so like we were both so focused on our own coming out journeys that we didn't realize each, each other, other were gay, gay. <laughs> until we accidentally slept with the same guy. Chapter three, read it. <laughs> yeah, so we like we we I think we accidentally came out to each other, snowballed into our mom kind of confronting us because I worked at a gay coffee shop and um some pictures came out and then it circulated in the family. It's a, and I worked at Build a Bear and that's, well, that's how my obsession with bears came. <laughs> <laughs> A, a gay version of build a bear is my no, new favorite idea person on the team like you have to like stuff the animals and it always looked like i was alluding to a hand job when i was stuffing these animals yeah, yeah. i was like i'm scarring all these kids by accident <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness um i wanted to i wanted to ask you all and if it's not okay please say so uh, yeah. I want to ask you about the whole thing with Rick Day and the the photographer. Yeah, and, no, uh, you... I, 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 have, I I am not embarrassed to talk about that. For... Um, we're so again we're we're not we're not represented for a long time, and I always say like be careful in the industry if you're not represented because so many people will take advantage of people that don't have representation, mm-hmm. and I think we just got pigeonholed into a really bad situation. I will say too, like this was right before the Me Too era. And I yeah. think that was very much more socially acceptable, like you knowing you can get away with stuff and not someone saying it. We originally, this model came forward, said something happened with him and Rick Day. And I was like, oh, I like messaged him. I said, I said like, oh, like we had similar experiences. And I have, I, here's the thing. Michael and I have no animosity towards Rick Day. We accidentally talked to this model who we like gave him our statement and he sent that statement to a, to a writer and they public, they publicized, our statement and we were a little we were a little bigger on social media back then and that statement overtook his statement so it became like our fight and i was it was just like something i didn't really want to get into like i i'm not embarrassed by it because like shit happens i get it but like it kind of blew up and and a negative way yeah i mean like one of his assistants came out we he's from la came out to me he's like that's fucked up why would you lie about my boss i said that's fucked up why would you like Cover your you cut when he's done it when he's done, and times. i tell you like that's very well known for him maybe he's changed maybe he's changed. i don't know i don't work with him we don't model that much anymore but like at the time you know i said my piece and it wasn't even to say like fuck you to him it was just i was just explaining my truth like that's what happened he's he just like he made the whole statement of like i'm gonna make you famous you know and it's just like we believe we were so young and like really wanted that fame that we were willing not, not necessarily willing to do it we were uncomfortably put it we were uncomfortably compromising 
our boundaries. Yeah. Well, and yeah. in the in the advocate article, it points out that like there there four gay models came forward and said that he had had done this or you know similar similar things. When I, when I tell you, I told a, a different photographer about it. He he looked at me. He said, "Well, it's Rick Day. Like it's like it's known, but we should have known that." Like the thing is, people don't talk about all those things. There's so many creepy people that work in this industry. And I will say this: this is the statement. I'll, I'll, this is a hill I'll die on. If there is a connection between a connection between me and a photographer, I'll put out. But there wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I have no, and that's the thing. Like so, so we would work with photographers, and they're like, "You're not going to say anything." I'm like, "That's that's not what we do." It just it was like you know when there's a vibe. Yeah. And when there's not a bomb. So yeah. it's just like, it was that. And you know we, when you're gay. We had a really shitty agent, really shitty agent at the time. And Who wasn't he, really technically representing us. And he said in the statement, I never sent those Zakar twins to Rick Day. And then we pulled up an email and he goes, oh yeah, I must have forgotten. So these, these agents will cover their own asses when they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's just, yeah. it's a lot of miscommunication. And at the end of the day, it happened. You know, I'm just like, it. I, I think people should speak up. I think it's hard when you're trying to be famous and these people are connected to other people and you just don't want to ruin. A lot of people don't come forward because they want their career. This is what they work for. And we almost didn't come forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the article in the advocate too, one of the things that, one of the things that made the story so believable to me, which I, you know, believe victims and, and all of that, but like what, what something that really hit home, I think was the idea that you clearly were there because he wanted to shoot you because you were twins. And then there's the part of the story where he separates you. Right, like, like, yeah. And why would you separate twins? Like, I'm going to shoot you individually, and then that's when the shit goes down. Yeah, and then I will say, um, this is the only thing I'm mad about. This is the only thing I'm mad about. Those pictures were fucking fire, and I'm so mad. <laughs> we never, we got, never got, them. got that. I'm so mad about that. I'm like, I got touched for nothing. Okay, at least give me my fucking photos. At least let me have something in my portfolio. You know, it's just it's hard. I, I think a lot of people. It's 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 weird because like I'm not embarrassed about talking about like you know sexual assault. I mean, obviously some people's experiences are way worse. For us, it was just like we after that happened, we were both like, "Did that happen to you?" He goes, "Yep," and I go, "Me too." That was weird, and we just like had it. And again, we had each other to be like. I think we just we both felt stupid that it even happened. And that's all that. I mean, you're you're put in a situation with someone that is so much more powerful. Telling a young person that they're going to give you the world if you just let me touch you. And, and I tell you, L.A. and New York, there's some people that work off sexual favors, and it felt like we were being pressured. Like sex is used as commentary. It's weird. And I will say, people just like feel bad for themselves. Like he like like I will say openly. Rick Day messaged me after the article came out. He goes, "What?" I didn't. I never knew that. I I never knew you guys were uncomfortable. Blah blah blah. I'm like, girl. Like it, he goes. I'm so sad. I need to like get off social. I'm like, it's it's fine. He tried like, to victimize himself, and I think it's so ugly. Just like come forward and say I fucked up. It's okay. Like again, not mad. Would I work with him again? Sure. Redemption. No, I would not. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> what? But <laughs> redemption. Hell no. No, I don't know. I just I just think it was it was a situation that just like blew up way too much than I wanted. You know, like I don't I want to never forget because for a moment that was like the only thing that was like talked about on us. And that's, and like, that's unfortunate. Like, we don't want our whole platform to be a, a me too movement. movement. Yeah, for sure. And then, it, and then it pretty much went away, right? Like nothing ever came of it. As far as I could tell, it just kind of like went away. He's still taking pictures and yeah. And that's like, good for, no good one for punished him. him. No one punished him, which and that's the thing. Like we came forward. We, people are calling us victims, but, and there's there's I was there's, there's obviously two sides to every story, but Michael and I like 
we're everything we've done up until this point we've been self-produced self-published self everything so like you know no one's telling us what's right no one's telling us what's wrong we've done everything like like i said we've modeled for a minute we've acted for a minute we like we're writers now but like it took a long time to get there a lot it took a long time to understand people it took a long time to speak up for ourselves like you don't speak up for yourself when you're younger you don't know what the fuck you're doing especially in this industry <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean continuing on the path of some of these difficult topics uh, there you have like 40 different ways that people could potentially fetishize you and i think we'll uh-huh. go with the 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 twin angle and i will presume that you will get a lot of questions about having sex with each other i want to ask about like people's treatment yeah. fetishization and that question specifically well when we first started going on social media we started doing a lot of modeling together and a lot of that started with us like shirtless you know we were we were we were getting attention for being shirtless and we're like i wonder why people think yeah we are incestual we never (laughs) thought for a minute what we were doing was incestuous now that we look back at it i'm like oh okay it's a little it's a little it's a little weird but like but like you know like we just we were younger we were were america's next top model like stands like we loved everything about modeling when we first got into it i just loved I love the art of it. I love the nudity of it. And I will say, if we were Gigi and the other one, I don't know her name. Gigi and Bella. Bella. No one questions when they're naked on top of each other because they're women. Because we were gay men, hmm. on top of being gay, we were fetishized on top of being fetishized. Yeah. yeah. that I can absolutely see. Well, and I imagine that coming from the gay community. Is that where no. some of that comes yeah. from? I mean, yeah, maybe it should have been shot better. But I think a lot of our, <laughs> even the nudity that we took, a lot of them were a, a beautiful shots. I just think they were shot. Yeah. Maybe there's, wrong. There's one picture where I'm like kissing Michael on the cheek. Because I'm like, I love Michael. Like, I like, we're like, we're sisters to me. So like kissing him on the cheek wasn't like weird to me. And then that photo kind of was like, oh, incestuous. Uh, and and we're like, like, okay, maybe. Uh, I was like, we're brothers. I don't know. Like, how else do you show love? Or like, how else do you show, like, I don't know, boundaries? That <laughs> makes me sad that showing affection, uh, showing affection between men is already difficult to do, much less yes. showing non-sexual um, affection between any two gay men. And then you add on the layer of family, like showing well, affection. We, like, we can't even post like us, like us fully enclosed without someone saying, where is the only fans? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like it still happens. I mean, like you'll always be fetishized for being in this community. Like, look at only fans. There's a million and ten subcategories you can choose from. Everyone has. And I'm what not. Turns I, I'm on. not better than anyone else. Like I follow guys because they're hot. So I told Michael, part of the marketing is being hot. Like part mm-hmm. of that, like following is, you know, be a little self-aware. Like we knew we were pretty. I'm like, I'm not gonna post like us in like a nun's outfit. I like, <laughs> I feel sexy. We look sexy. You know. So it just it was a time in our. We're moving more towards like lifestyle posts, just because we are moving towards a different direction. But and I think that, like when we first started modeling, it was all done in New York, and like the photographer, photography in New York is always more experimental than it is in the Midwest. So we're like, yeah, we'll get in our underwear. Yeah, we'll hold roses in, in our underwear. Like, yeah, we had, just, like it, we had like one photo where we were like, like this with flowers around us. And it's a beautiful shot, but I'm like, it just, it just. And for photography to make sense, it has as a point, and some of the point was just we were shirtless, and there was no point. Uh, it's interesting because i i guess i didn't expect you to come here and say like oh i can kind of see based on the older stuff i i i expected you to i guess defend some of those older things a little bit more of like you know we were shirtless and that's what we wanted to do so it's interesting coming now and you have i guess a a little different perspective on some of your past work well you know it's like you cringe at your old things and like means i will look back and we're like did we do this 
Because like we'll, we'll look back at like some of the ideas we thought were funny or cool on social media five years ago, but social media changes so rapidly. Like anything more than three years ago, we're like, why did we post this? Well, I will <laughs> say like being social media famous, like being influencers was a thing. Like people, like, people followed you because you were famous. Now it's kind of embarrassing to be like social media famous. It's just the realms have changed. I think once we started moving to LA, we really started hating social media. Yeah. And that really taught us, well, we don't want to be pigeonholed in this online world. Like our happy space is writing and selling our projects and we want to stay in that realm. We don't, yeah. like I said, I, you know, you might see a titty or two still, but. No, I mean, like, <laughs> what we've done in the world, like, you know, we started on YouTube, then modeled. It took a long time to get here to get in a safe space where like writing is where we feel strongest. We didn't like, you know, we, we were, new, we were younger. We didn't know where in entertainment we wanted to be. That's why we dabbled in so many things, playwriting, uh, stand up, uh, acting, improv. And it, we found our voice really in, in just writing and creating a story. I will say, and I, like, I was just going through all the social media. I don't even remember like where in time this was, but there was one where, and I even forget who it was, was uh, taking a photo, like drinking milk, and it like falling down your chest on like in front of the fridge. That was so fucking funny to me. Like that was like a very hilarious we, one. So when we were also pitching our play, our producer was like, whatever you need to do to sell a fucking show, sell it. Yeah. And we had, we had, we I mean, like I tell you, like our, our producer came to Zach one time and was like, um, give me all the nudes you have. Cause I'm going to leak your nudes to leak your show. <laughs> we're like, that makes no fucking sense. But like we did one where I was like, we did one where I was like drinking water like this. And it was covering Michael's dick, like in the background. <laughs> and I was just, and, I, and Michael was like, pray the gateway opens in Florida. And I, and then I put the, then I put the bottle down and he's already turned around. So you don't see anything. It's just like, I don't know. It, sex, like we, sex we, always we, sells, but it was too cheap. Like I don't want to be a cheap, gimmick of myself on social media yeah like i said it took a lot of social media learning to learn what we want to showcase <laughs> yeah that makes sense back to the twins thing i guess like yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a loaded question i'm sorry <laughs> no, no 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 not no, at all you all our trauma <laughs> I, I, please do I, I, I've noticed how much you use the pronoun we. You guys, both of you say we a lot all the time. Oh, there is no I. Yeah. <laughs> My identity is we. We, I, we like, I, I think I, I hate that about us because like we run a Twitter account and I have a lot of like separate opinions and I always put I, but then I have to go back to what we think. And I'm like, oh, I hate being a brand because like sometimes you want, you lose that individuality. And I think we talked about this. We want to go into the industry together and then separate. Yeah, but yeah, I I wanted to I wanted to ask like like when you're not on when you're not the product like what what you do to maintain your your separateness from each other like what, interests apart from each other that kind of thing. Um, I I'm more of an artist. Like I have a side project of I it's so boring when I say it out loud, but it's <laughs> I glue dyed rice grains to a board basically mm-hmm. to make one just side say, just say basically a art. giant. Just Michael does art. I Michael do does art. But the art is amazing. It's just, amazing, but just. just you do art. I do art. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's and Zach does and he masturbates. <laughs> <laughs> that what is art but masturbation? Correct. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to like be individuals when your whole brand is together. Well, so. it's weird. Like I, I find our interest like right now is only writing. Like we are in such a great period of time where we can sit at home, work in LA. Like when we were in Michigan, writing was considered a hobby. Now it's a job here, yeah. which is never something we dreamed of. Yeah. I mean, for 
individuals and you both have different tattoos is that right yeah i have a little i have a half sleeve michael's a full i have sleeve. one stefani on the back of my arm <laughs> did you did was that like a decision or did you talk about that when you got tattoos of like where are we going to get the same ones are we going to be different no i think once we both started coming out like it was kind of like a fuck you to our mom because tattoos <laughs> in our culture are such a no-no so mm. we just like spent three thousand dollars on tattoos and it was Anything we would have Google searched that we're like, oh, that looks cool. Let me tattoo that. I'm, right now, I'm getting <laughs> tattoo removal on my thighs of, of two things I don't love. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I went with underwater because even though I can't swim, I just thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, tattoos are forever. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't, you don't think about that until you're like 24. You're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did we cover it? I I think we did it. Do you have, do you have any like like twin wisdom to drop on yeah, us? Yeah, like parting twisdom? Twist, twinsdom? No, no, uh, yeah. no. Let's um, see. I think I, I, I've learned through my relationship with Michael to just like not be a bitch. <laughs> oh my God, Zach is the biggest bitch. I just like to like, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, so like, I don't allow myself to be mean to anyone but Michael when I'm stressed. You know, a lot of people take it out on themselves. I take it out oh, on my goal. And I take out all my anger on. So, you know, just, just like realize who you're taking your anger out on because I think it's real. I think nothing in life is serious. No, I, I mean, that's so truly like nothing is that like serious. So just like be calm. I, I've experienced true happiness when I just realized that lesson that like nothing is serious. <laughs> so enjoy life instead of dreading life. Yeah. I love that. Aww. Yeah. That's a good time to play some ads. Yeah, sure. Yeah. With that, should, we, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're back. We are going to do our gayest and straightest. <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, Michael and Zach Zakar, please tell us everything that we need to know about where you are, what you're doing, what you're up to. Tell us all the things. So if you want to follow us on our social media, everything is at Zakar Twins, Z-A-K-A-R Twins. And if you're interested in reading any of our books, go to Amazon, search Pray the Gay Away or How to Be Fucking Happy. Yes. Excellent. That's it. That's all you get from us. Books and pictures of our faces. Great. Books and cities. I, I mean, that's plenty. Well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on some social media at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's feedback, y'all. We like that. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Mike likes it when you're mean to him. Um, you can email us at gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Time for Gayish and Straightest? Uh, yeah, let's do our gayest and straightest. The gayest thing about me this week is, uh, is, is hooking up on the night of Christmas, which I, I, I went to the bars on Christmas Eve and had a shitty experience and then went out again on Christmas. I told you not to. I know you told me not to for very valid reasons. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't wake up in a trick's bed on Christmas morning. That's weird. I get that. Cause then like happy fucking Christmas. Like, what do we do now? Are we engaged? What is this? And like eight <laughs> inches of something white on Christmas day. It's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went, I went, I went with somebody on, on, on Christmas night and then your voice was in my head and was like, you can't fall asleep in this boy's beanbag in, at Christmas night. So I. Okay. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh. I'm going to pause you. Great. Sure. Did you say this boy's beanbag? Yeah, we were, we were on his, we had a, he had a big beanbag that we were watching a movie on and I. Was he 13? 
Red flag, get out, get the fuck out, <laughs> leave. Do you have a big dick too? I, yeah, it was substantial. All right, then we'll, we'll ignore the bean bag, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're back okay. in now. <laughs> it's very thick. Like I, Anyway, um, okay. Uh, and then the, the straightest thing about me this week, I'm having a New Year's Eve party. It will have been by the time this episode comes out. But uh, I always go to Costco and spend a fuck ton of money on like all of the shit that I need for the party. And I always take my friend Kelly, who's been on the show a couple of times. And uh, I just realized like pushing the cart around Costco together, like putting stuff in that like we're we totally are a straight couple. Like we look like a straight married couple. And uh, it just felt it felt so straight. But, OK, best part about Costco with somebody with you. You can blame them for any of the shit in the cart that you shouldn't have. Mm. When you're by yourself, it's like clearly this all of this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. When I go to the sex toy shop, I'm like, no, no, no. This simulated <laughs> fist is like definitely not mine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, how about you, Kyle? Um, me. When I traveled to Houston, I unpacked my bags to find that I had spilled nail polish in them. It was just the... a little little dot. Wait, what color was it? Uh, uh, Bluish. Uh, hopefully your bag was blue. <laughs> it was just a tiny little, it was only slightly open. <laughs> so it was just a tiny little splotch. So it ended up being fine. But I just was like, okay, that's now going to happen now that I uh, paint my nails. That's pretty gay. <laughs> my straightest is that I just grabbed all my dirty clothes and just placed them into my bag without considering folding or anything. It's the easiest thing going home because you just like stuff a bunch of unfolded clothes into a bag and try to zip back. That just makes you a dirty bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That's my rising moon sign. Oh. (laughs) Um, uh, Michael Zach, who wants to go? Um, Okay, I'll start with my straightest. Uh, Hi, everyone. It's Zach. Uh, The straightest thing I did this week was I was at the gym Drink some protein. Um, I farted so hard, I cleared out half the gym. So that's the straightest <laughs> thing I did. <laughs> it was pretty It was pretty nasty. Um, okay, the straightest thing I did. Um, okay, so this week I did masturbate to straight porn. Um, it mm-hmm. was, I saw a vagina and I actually came and I was really surprised <laughs> myself. <laughs> I just, I don't know you know, about, you're you're exploring, you're learning, yeah, yeah. you're growing. I mean, I would I would have sex with a girl. I just you know, it would, gotta be a girl who you know, a girl who doesn't talk. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I feel very effeminate, so I'm like, it's like two girls begging at that point. Okay, <laughs> Michael, what's the gayest thing you've done? Mm. Oh, the I all answered the gayest thing Michael did to this week. So I was I was Perfect. home. Michael passes me, and he just came back from a hookup. And he like went straight to the bathroom and the noise was, um, you know, when you get fucked and there's cum inside your hole. <laughs> well, can we he say did, it a little bit nicer? Boy, do oh, we. No, no, no. Don't say it any nicer. He, he took the kids to swim practice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and the noise was, the noise was so, the fa- I was disgusted with myself knowing what that noise was. And I was like, oh, turn on some music, dog. Then, okay, you know, when it has to come out, it has to come out. Yeah. Who can replicate that noise right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was tiny. It said, "No, it was it was beautiful and light, and it was probably really, it was it was heavy." Well, my 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 brother's pregnant now, but um, what's the gayest thing I did this week? Oh, hmm. Or, yeah, Michael, do you want to answer for Zach? Uh, oh, no. I think the gayest thing I've done in my life, I mean, it's something that straight people, I, I feel like straight people don't explore enough in sex, but the gayest thing I did, I went to a party one time and had five guys blowing me at once, and that's pretty gay. 
when five guys are blowing you like a lollipop, you know? Um, Hugh Hefner does that every night. Well, he's dead, so he's dead. We don't know that. <laughs> Hopefully not anymore. Hopefully he stopped that. Yeah. <laughs> but In the ground. <laughs> um, wow, that's impressive. Good for you. Thank you. And them and everyone, you know? Good for us. How many simultaneously? Like, I can't even imagine how to arrange five faces. Um, I, in... was like, I was just like, I was really fucked up. And I was just like looking at everyone. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it started off with one guy. And then his <laughs> boyfriend joined. And then their friend joined. And then two other guys. It was like a really, it was like a funny, it was like a really weird frat, like, environment. I don't know. It felt like, and someone's like, oh, is this happening? And some guy just joined. That guy was scary. But it was fine. <laughs> you got all the Spice Girls. One was scary. <laughs> Surely one was posh. <laughs> Oh, one was scary, one was spicy. Oh, good we call. did not have a baby, though. No, not in that sort Thank you. So, on that note, thank you both so much for joining. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Well, thanks us. for having us. We had a happiest time. Yeah. Very gayish uh, time. That's what we yeah. aim for. <laughs> That's our goal. Um, I would also like to thank the following happy-ish people. Our super grapplers, Christopher M., John Carley, Stephen Porch, Yo Social, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanius, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cachetorians, and Jerome York. Thank you. That sounded like a diarrhea ad. Are you the side of the podcast? Sponsored by Pepto-Bismol. Well, that's it. This has been Gage from the Chris Cacciatore Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And I'm... What the fuck's his name? Twerry. 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 <laughs> Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Bye. sure they're identical twins because they're very very pretty but they look very different from each other mike the reason for that is epigenetics mm. on the list of def- the definition of epigenetics or on the guardian article there was something that said quote wondering why identical twins aren't actually well identical epigenetics great i had the answer right here i great. skipped over that line <laughs>